0: Okay, here
1: we go. This is VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Let's Talk Adoption, Marty Caldwell.
0: Well, welcome to Let's Talk Adoption Today. I'm Marty Caldwell. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you. And we have a wonderful show planned for you that will help um, many people. And uh, we're excited about telling you about that show. If you have any questions about adoption or the adoption process, remember to email us at um, info at com, And uh, we'll be happy to answer those questions at the end of our program when we answer our questions from our listeners on the adoption mailbag. So, do send those questions into us. Today, our guest is um, Charlene. And Charlene is a birth grandmother. She joins us today on Let's Talk Adoption to discuss her birth grandmother experience, how she supported her daughter in her adoption decision, the difficulties she went through, and what it was like to be and what it is currently like to be, to be a birth grandmother in an open adoption. So I think we'll all enjoy listening to you and learning so much. Welcome to the show, Charlene. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I know that this is a little bit of invasion of privacy, but um, that you were gracious enough to share so that others can learn and hopefully help others in the same situation you're in um, by hearing the program.
2: So, I Oh, it's my it. pleasure. Not a problem at all.
0: Well, let's get some background. Um now you are the mother. How many children do you have? Two children. Okay, two
2: children. A boy and a girl. Uh huh. Okay.
0: And how old? Um, how old was your daughter when um,
2: when she told you she was expecting? Uh, she was nineteen mm-hmm. at the Just, time too. Yeah, nineteen. How did that go? Well, it was uh, it was a little tough at first. We uh, uh, she was with with a. a a gentleman friend, and and it just seemed to happen, and uh, we were hoping that this wouldn't be the way it started out. Of course, but uh, but when she did tell me she was pregnant, it uh, uh, it took us all by by quite a quite a surprise. Mm-hmm.
0: How far along was she?
2: She was probably about two and a half or three months along when she told me finally. Mm-hmm.
0: And how 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 did you react when you first heard that? That's
2: always a big question. Yeah. Uh, well. I tell everybody I wasn't surprised but I was devastated. Uh because it was just not the time for for uh them to be having a child or even thinking about it and it just um you know it's one of those things that happen and you just have to okay pull your bootstraps up and and think now we have to you know make something something good out of this and um and so we we did. We talked about it for a long time. We had some good conversations and uh um I tried to decide what we were going to do about the situation.
0: And were you close when you first? Because some some women are close to their parents, and others are not.
2: Right. Oh, um, my daughter and I are very close. Yeah. And that really very, Oh yes, yes, yes.
0: She, was she worried about talking to you about it? I'm,
2: yeah, she was. I, I'm sure she was. I'm, I'm sure she uh, didn't want to. You know, I think she, what she thought was she didn't want to disappoint us, and that was so not you know not a problem. It wasn't. It wasn't a disappointment at all. It was just one of those. Things. Life things that happened that you know um, you have to have to move on and and so we did.
0: Now, how did you cope during the, the next few days? And, and once you, it must have been traumatic for you, right? What it, did you do? Then once you told her, probably numb. I hear a lot of people say we're just numb in a daze.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I tried to um, think of of what was best for the infant, the child, that was you know going to be born. I, I I knew that that my daughter could handle things. Um, I knew we could. So we just really need to needed to just kind of kind of get in the in the uh, thoughts of uh, you know what can we do for this for this baby?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And to me, that was number one priority. It wasn't what we were thinking or what we were feeling. It was what was going to be best for this baby.
0: Mm-hmm. She sounds very mature, too yes yes she was thinking too that uh, yes. you know of, of, of the child first at what point did adoption um come into play
2: well uh it was it wasn't right away um we we both you know all the family and and uh, she were really um thinking about all the options and i had no clue how many um agencies out there there are that that deal specifically with this situation. I mean, of course, when you're in this, you think, "Oh my gosh, you're the only one that's you know that's ever gone through this." And and it. Um, so I just basically talked to to a girlfriend uh, who is happens to be a, a counselor, mm-hmm. and she just was phenomenal. I I just was uh, it was wonderful (laughs) to to know that there were so many people out there who were willing to help and so she referred us to uh, pregnancy crisis council Mm -hmm. and uh, we made an appointment and went and talked to uh, the the counselor there who I happened to know which I didn't even know that's what she did it was just so ironic that you know that that she was a friend Mm -hmm. and um, so that kind of put all of us at ease and and uh, we started started the process of the counseling to get my daughter's head where it, you know where where she could actually think clearly and not not uh, make a rash decision because mm-hmm. we you know we just didn't want to want to do the wrong thing. We knew this was going to be a forever decision. So to make you know to make the right decision, we need to really have some information on our own and 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 um, you know decide what was best for 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 the baby first of all, and then for for my daughter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the the counseling was just phenomenal. It's very re- important, yeah. Yes, very important. We, I just knew that we could not do this on our own. There's just, you know, there's just too many um, mm-hmm. things that could that could go wrong. Well, legal for- legal aspects for one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just a lot of legal things that that we uh, we didn't even know involved. You know, we're we're involved with until and we
0: you, you work with Mr. Handy's office, and so he he uh, handled all that legal paperwork is that correct correct? yes that's Mm -hmm. great he's wonderful Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. at what
0: point did um did the birth father get involved in in the process of of selecting a family or did Uh, he not cut back out a little bit
2: well that's kind of a story in itself uh we 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 really did not want him involved. He was uh, he was an abusive um, we call him the sperm donor. <laughs> okay.
0: okay. I've heard that used a lot. And there's some but let me there are some great great birth fathers out there but I'm uh, sure that's uh, true. only 25% approximately 25% of the birth fathers are even involved with adoption
2: right, process. Right. That leaves
0: and 75% that are, are basically your right sperm donors. That's true.
2: And at first he certainly didn't want to. He basically wanted uh, wanted her to have an abortion and um, and that was just not what she she wanted she didn't know what she wanted to do but she knew that's not what she wanted to do mm-hmm. so um that kind of started the ball rolling uh as far as her telling us and and you know looking for help and looking for guidance too so we basically did not want him involved and we tried to find out what our legal you know situation was and what what he you know was uh, uh capable legally. of doing legally able to do and that sort of thing mm-hmm. so um he really, I, we really did not want his influence at all. Like um, in the family.
0: So when you picked the family, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, and I, did you go through, you looked at a bunch of profiles, and was she looking for anything in particular? In a well,
2: profile? I no, I don't think so. I, I don't know what we were looking. You know, it's something like you don't know what you want until you see it or yes. find it or whatever. That's a good um, point. Something just kind of... Um, stuck out in in their profile. Uh, She looked, gosh, we had a stack of at least 10 or 12, uh, you know, uh, profiles from different families looking for adoption, and they were all just wonderful. So it was real, it's it's Mm -hmm. so hard to, uh, you know, to pick. But when we read through them, uh, it was... she picked one, and I had two in mind that I I thought were really you know really neat, and uh, it just so happens that we both picked the same one. Oh, that's good. And uh, yeah, so we thought, okay, this must be this must be the right one. This must be you know uh, a god thing. We we mm-hmm. I call it a god thing. Um, so it just must have been the one that that you know the family that was uh, that was right for for us. And uh, so then she, I guess she called the adoption agency and told them that we had decided, because they said if, you know, you don't find one in this group, we have piles and piles more, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, yeah. And uh, we all have
0: uh, quite a few families. And the other thing, too, that's is right it's here. interesting, I hear, is it, uh, you know a lot of our, our birth parents have just spread out the profiles on the ground, and they pick the first, second, third choices. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, they ask their friends, and they come back to that common denominator that they all come back to. And mm-hmm. that, many times it's always nice to have a second third choice in case that family's chosen that is true yeah what did yeah. you when you came to terms with your emotional uh, level i mean the uh, emotional level did you just yeah, I, I hear you saying that you really wanted the best for the baby too but on your own level knowing right. this is going to be your yeah. grandchild and, and and your son did not have a child or did he right have
2: no no first grandbaby then yeah this is this was our first grandchild yeah
0: so how did you do that how did your faith help you or how did you come to terms with that
2: well it's a very good question um we took it a day at a time mm-hmm. and every time that she would go to counseling or or that we would you know that we would talk together um we kind of kind of uh bonded even a little bit more and my my initial thinking was that I you know with this this type of an adoption because they told her that it could be as open or as closed as she wanted it. And so it was totally up to her to make her you know to make her choice and I kept telling her that whatever she did we would back her 110%. It was her choice, it was her her decision. We would just go with her whatever she wanted, you know, whatever she felt was best for the baby. Mm-hmm. Knowing knowing her, knowing that that she was totally thinking of the baby. As well, because I'm sure, you know, going into the hospital and having a baby and then not coming home with one is mm-hmm. just got to be uh, unbelievable. Uh, and all I could think of was that I wasn't losing my daughter, I still had her. So she was still going to be part of our family, she was still going to be part of our, you know, our core group. So I wasn't really losing any buddy or anything she was still going to be here and 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 having the open adoption um, you know she would have it as open as she wanted it, so that meant that that we would be as much in contact with with the birth with the adoptive family as as you know we wanted it to be mm-hmm. so I really didn't ever feel a loss mm-hmm. i I never felt like I was losing anything
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, it was it was very difficult, um, of course, at the hospital when you know when we came home. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't as devastating as I thought it was going to be because I got to bring my daughter with me. You know, I mm-hmm. still had I still had her. Mm-hmm. And it I wasn't think a loss.
0: That's a good way to look at it too. Yeah. Did she ever consider parenting?
2: Um, at the very beginning, I think that was that was kind of an option because um, I think she thought that's what. She should do, or that maybe what we wanted her to do. But it was the reason. I think the ninety-nine percent reason. At least this is what I'm. I'm feeling that she thought. I mean, I don't know her thoughts, so I can't really say what she was one hundred percent thinking. But what I think she thought was that um, she did not want the birth father or the mm-hmm. birth father to be in contact. And the only way that that we could eliminate that completely was to not have, you know, not have her keep the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, she would basically have to live at home, and it just wasn't it just wasn't a time in her life um, to do that. And thank God for the options that she had, because yeah. years Which and years ago. They didn't have of, that, yeah. No, we didn't. So We're
0: going to finish this conversation, though. This is okay. very important. Right after we take this quick break, so we'll continue sharing with her experiences with Charlene. I'll be right back after this quick break.
4: Lifetime Adoption facilitates domestic adoptions of infants and older children nationwide. They have customized plans to fit any need and handle open as well as semi-open adoptions. Lifetime Adoption has a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week birth mother contact line. All of their services are private and confidential, and financing is available. Visit their website at www.lifetimeadoption.com and see their over 80 online adoption family profiles. You can also visit the Birth Parents Seeking Families page. That's www.lifetimeadoption.com. This
5: is Dr. Peter Towns. I am America's Voice, VoiceAmerica.com.
6: Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe Bryant. Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Du, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money, schools want the publicity, the Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about bypassing college or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: My name is Stephen Chagrin, and I am America's Voice, (laughs) voiceamerica.com.
2: Hi, it's Sky and Denny. Come be a fly on the wall every Thursday at 1 p.m. and you're a guest at Sky and Denny's Cocktail Hour. Hop in to meet the inner circle of business experts, self-help advisors, celebrities, and other fascinating guests as they share their secrets for personal, business, and financial success.
0: Our inside tips will help you be more successful in starting or
2: running a business.
0: So Please join us for the Cocktail Hour every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Right here on the Internet Leader and in Talk Radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: This is voiceamerica.com, America's voice. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. If you would like to participate in today's program, you can email Marty at info at letstalkadoption.com. Now, once again, here's Marty.
0: Well, welcome back, and today we're speaking um, to Charlene, a birth grandmother, about her experience with open adoption. Her daughter at 19 uh, found out she was pregnant and how that proceeded. And before we left, Charlene, um, for the break, we were talking a little bit about um, how you supported her and how she had she had thought about parenting but then had gone on to choose adoption for the child's um, sake and, and also hers, and, and it sounds like she had a lot of counseling and... Um, did she have a plan for the future of like going to college or or what was her plan for the future
2: she actually did yes before she was uh she was she was in school and or taking a few classes in the at the college and working and um this just kind of you know kind of happened so she had to decide what she wanted to do with you know with with her life and and that sort of thing too so um, I think that that kind of entered into her decision as well.
0: Sure, and I think when when people have a plan for their future and see where they're going, mm-hmm. it makes. Um, It makes the decision easier. I hate to say easier, but it does make it. uh, It kind of leads you one way because if you have a plan and and everyone's different. And I have other women that say, well, I'll just put off education and I want a parent. And adoption is not for everybody, but there are are situations that adoption is very appropriate, and I think that the counseling does help quite a bit. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, she did a lot of the counseling, which I think is important, and if they can do it in person or over the phone, I think is important too.
2: Right, right.
0: When you support your daughter, did she come to you? I mean, she leaned on you for support. Did she ask your opinion on things, or did you, like you said, just were
2: there for her? We um, we pretty much let her decide if she needed any help or anything. She would she would definitely come and ask us, and, and um, you know we would certainly give our opinion that uh, what we thought but we we pretty much left the decision making up to her, um, because we knew that you know she was the one that was going to have to live with her decision as far as whatever uh, either adoption or keeping the baby or whatever so it was uh, it was pretty much her decision, but we certainly were backing her, and she mm-hmm. knew that that I think that was more important than our um, than our advice or mm-hmm. our opinions. I think she just knew that whatever she decided that we were going to be there you were a strong um, foundation, we were, foundation yeah. Yeah, because we knew she was going to make good decisions. Um, you know, she had made one bad decision, but that was one of the things that, you know, you do make bad decisions, but you have to uh, make it right. And mm-hmm. so this is what she was doing. So she did, uh, we did trust her to make good decisions after that.
0: Right, and I don't so, think there are any mistakes. You know, all of us make mistakes. And all of
2: Absolutely. Us, uh, in our
0: life, and anybody that says they haven't, they're not in touch with reality. Dad.
2: That's very and I true. Think that, I think right. what
0: happens is that all of us have made mistakes, and unfortunately some, this happens with it. So I right. think that there's no judgment on birth mothers. Oh, at all absolutely enough.
2: not. And no. I think that's
0: really good to know, too, for people to have that. Now, did you meet the adopted parents?
2: Yes. Yeah um well uh it, she she wanted to meet with them first and just kind of you know get just get to know them a little better so they they drove uh, to our hometown mm-hmm. and uh took her out to lunch and they met up at the park and they visited and and then they uh uh they were together oh gosh almost 4 hours or so and and um she she just uh, they just fell in love with each other. It mm-hmm. was it was it was an absolute love at first sight for the for the whole group. They were they were wonderful, and so she knew then she knew then that she had made you know the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, we were very lucky that you know it just happened to be the right couple and and the right at the right time and, and everything. So yeah,
0: That's good to have. And I really look for those words that, oh, I just fell in love with them, or she's perfect. Yeah. Um, we just yeah. really clicked. You know, we knew yeah. immediately that this was the right such decision. They did. And, and they I really think when you hear those words, too, you know that you're on the right track. Yeah. And I think it yeah. makes it easier. I always tell people that it, it's very much like having a prearranged marriage. And oh, absolutely. She told, yeah. You had know, to say you're going to do this, but you right. don't know who you're going to go with. Right, and, right. And um, is, is very difficult for women. Um, and did she go by herself, or did she want to have anybody with
2: her? No, she went by herself. Wow. She met them. Yeah, I know. I was a little nervous, but I, you know, I thought, well, she's made good decisions so far, so uh, she's she's done really well. So I, you know, we were we were behind her. Of course, I sat here at the house and kept looking at my watch. and <laughs> bless, you, bless your heart. Well, <laughs> waiting, but, waiting for her to Call me to tell me how it went. Yeah, how, where did your support come from? I mean, uh, how, who supported you,
0: or how did you get your strength? To, to I
2: this? my from my church, mm-hmm. from my friends. Uh, my, I have a really, really close girlfriend that um, uh, we just can pretty much say anything to each other at any time. So she was right there with me. Um, we just, we just really had uh, it. was it was traumatic but it wasn't it wasn't horrendous. I mean, we just really got through it. Mm-hmm. Um her dad and I were both, you know, behind her and she knew that and we just really um we just knew that that this was the right thing to do. It's hard to put it into words or to mm-hmm. describe it, but um but being in the situation uh knowing knowing my daughter and uh you know, she just um it, it I, we just felt like it was the right thing to do and when you know in your heart that you're doing the right thing, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult it right. is just not that it just isn't it it hurts but it's not that difficult mm-hmm. so um and
0: I think too she's able to go on we're going to talk about later on right. what she's doing now but um when you decided you wanted adoption you chose adoption, uh-huh. did you talk about the openness you wanted? Um, some people are fearful of open adoption or they're right. not sure if they want that. Right. What kind of contact did you want and were you looking for?
2: Um, me personally, I wanted as much as we could, you know, we could Get.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I didn't know how my daughter would feel. I she and she didn't know. You know, it not ever being in that situation, she really didn't know what she wanted. And I think when when she met with the with the adoptive parents and talked with them, and and they had already adopted uh, another little child, so they they have been through this process before. So um,
0: that's always good too, because yes. you can see how they parented that child, right?
2: Oh my goodness, yeah, that was a big that was a big thing,
0: right? And a yeah. lot of times,
2: yeah.
0: um, uh, uh, prospective birth moms, mothers come and they want someone that's never had a child, right? But many times, the families that have already parented um, show a perfect example. So there's 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 yeah. pluses in both in having right. children right. in that's true. right and knowing yeah. the child won't be an only child too. Yeah. Were you at the hospital when your um, birth grandchild was born?
2: I was. Mm-hmm. I was, yes. As a matter of fact, she called me, and I took her to, when her, when her water broke, she called me, and I left my job and came and got her and took her to the hospital. And uh, so I was there with her the whole day, yeah, wow. the, whole, the whole time. And then, of course, she made we made other phone calls to, to the uh, adoptive family, and so they, they rushed, too. It took mm-hmm. them a couple, three hours to get there, so it was very stressful for them, I'm sure.
0: And driving and uh, there exactly. not, not
2: knowing, you know, and then all of a sudden get a phone call, and they got to be in the on in the car and on the road. Mm-hmm. So, but they got there in time, and um, and everything was. Uh, uh, she did have to have a cesarean. It was mm-hmm. it was a it was pretty tough, mm-hmm. um, but the everybody was there that loved her and you know we were all there for her and we kind of took turns being in the room and and uh, my husband stayed out in the waiting room with uh with the birth or the adoptive parents little boy and kept him company and and mm-hmm. so they kind of bonded and that was really kind of neat
0: yeah because it so, become almost like a family oh we yeah. would
2: we did we definitely did
0: yeah family so, and that's good that uh, they were able to you know feel comfortable with you having right. you there and you having yeah. them there too
2: yeah yeah definitely and and uh and and when she ended up having to go into surgery to have a cesarean um the adoptive mom went in they they said only one you know one other person could go in and so um we decided that, that the adoptive mom should go in. It was real. That was a tough one. I I yeah. wanted to be with my daughter, sure. but but that was that was tough. But it was it was a good thing because then when after she had the baby, and they brought her adob- brought the baby out, I got to hold her first. So that yeah. was really kind of you know yeah. special for me.
0: That's wonderful. No. Did did you yeah. help in naming the baby or did no? They,
2: mm-hmm. No, they, yeah. they 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 gave um, you know. Names of of what they you know thought was was good names and and we just we loved the name that they picked. It That's just wonderful. It just couldn't have been a better name. So yeah. they they did good. They did good.
0: <laughs> Sounds like you had a really great family too.
2: Oh, we did. I I ha- we have new best friends. I have to say I we we've them. just been we've been very close and we email each other and they send uh, pictures all the time and we've seen the baby three times in the last year. So you know pretty much as much as. Grandparents would get to um, if their grandbaby was not, you know, not and close by. Parents. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: and that's really great. And, you know, it's, and that's why it's so important to to have um, a lot of communication beforehand because right. many times, um, unfortunately, right. there's some adoptive parents that don't um, uphold their, yes. their promises. I'm
2: sure that's probably it true. Breaks their
0: heart to hear right. that because right. um, these. These women are are really making us mommies and daddies, and if it weren't for the birth mothers, we wouldn't be. So I think it's really important to feel really good about a family, and if not you know move on to the next family because i think yeah. that um you've got to have that trust level
2: right and you've right. got
0: to, and they've got to be able to share you know birth moms have to share how the, how important mm-hmm. this is and also i think getting to know the family too i think you're less apt to go back on your commitments when you have more people you know that you that that's know true. you and that are you're committed to it. it's a it's a relationship going on so i think that's right. really important and i think it's healthy for the child i don't think you can have enough People love your baby.
2: That's what, that's what they told us. They just, they just told us that, you know, a child can't have too many people that love it. And the more, you know, the more that love it, the better. So, uh, and I, I was going to tell you, too, that before the baby was born, instead of having a shower, mm-hmm. my daughter wanted to have a celebration of birth. Oh. and what we did was we invited all of our family and all of our friends and the people who had backed her, you know, and that sort of thing, and the adoptive parents all came and their family, mm-hmm. and we had a had a picnic up at the park, up at the city park, and everybody just kind of got to meet everybody, and they got to meet all of our family, and, and um, so we are definitely an extended family. Wow. And was that so- was just Phenomenal!
0: I you made it, your daughter's um, choice. My to do daughter's that? choice. Wow! It was her,
2: she's I, great. Yeah, she did. She she said, you know, because I was saying, well, do you want to do a, a shower or anything? And she said no, but she says I want everybody to to get to meet the the family. You know, the adoptive family. And so she says, and she came up with a name and everything. She printed out on the computer invitations and and. Um, it was it was amazing. Well, it that was sounds just, just great. Amazing.
0: We're going to take a quick break, and we'll return, Charlene. We're going to continue sharing more about your experience as a birth grandmother. We'll be right back. Don't touch that mouse.
4: I like the way you make me feel inside,
5: and I like the way you love me just can't hide.
4: Lifetime Adoption facilitates domestic adoptions of infants and older children nationwide. They have customized plans to fit any need and handle open as well as semi-open adoptions. Lifetime Adoption has a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week birth mother contact line. All of their services are private and confidential, and financing is available. Visit their website at www.lifetimeadoption.com. And see their over 80 online adoption family profiles. You can also visit the Birth Parents Seeking Families page. That's www.lifetimeadoption.com. My name is Karen Green,
2: and I am America's voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: You like movies, don't you?
4: Yes! Yes! Yes!
1: Yes. Okay, we get the point. You really like movies. I wonder where a guy in everyday Joe like myself can find a little
5: action.
1: Feed your movie-going habit by listening to Movie Talk every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time with movie-goer and film critic extraordinaire Albert Montoya, exclusively, exclusively on, on Voice, America. Voice America.
6: Unfortunately, no. It requires something with a little more kick.
1: Movie Talk is your weekly ticket into the exciting world of film. Check Albert out live every Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
2: My
0: name is Eileen Dillon, and I am America's Voice. Voice VoiceAmerica.com Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady,
6: Kobe Bryant, Today, more and more student-athletes are bypassing college and heading straight to the pros. Matt Bush, Freddie Do, LeBron James. Discuss the benefits and pitfalls of going pro on the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks provides straightforward, no-nonsense talk about the current and sometimes controversial topics facing student-athletes and their parents today. Agents want to make money. Schools want the publicity. The Sport Mavericks wants what's best for you. So whether you or your child is thinking about buying passing college, or looking for the best university to showcase their talents, listen to the Sport Mavericks with Ida Moyet and Mama Starks every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time. Sport Mavericks, smart talk for parents and athletes.
3: My name is John Jensen, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: This is voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. If you would like to participate in today's program, you can email Marty at info at letstalkadoption.com. Now once again, here's Marty.
0: Well, welcome back, and today we're speaking with Charlene. Uh, she's a birth grandmother that's been kind enough to share her experience with us in open adoption um, with her daughter um, that this shows adoption for her um, her child. Next week, we have a birth mother, Sierra, join us to discuss her birth mother experience. Um, we'll learn how um, one woman uh, felt to be um, a first mother in an open adoption plan and what her adoption is like today and um, after many years of adoption. So that should be quite interesting too. Charlene, before we left, we were talking a little bit about um, uh, your contact with your child, your birth, your birth grandchild, afterwards. But when when um the adoption was finalized how how did that how did that feel
2: well um after after the baby was born uh, as i said my daughter had her cesarean so we were in the hospital for 4 days so we basically um did get to bond with her a little bit um for the four days. Of course, I was there, my husband and I were both there as much as we could possibly be there, uh, as were the adoptive parents. They spent the, the whole time in the in the hospital with her. They took mm. turns uh, spending the night and, and helping with the baby and that sort of thing. So they, they got to bond as well. And um, so it wasn't, it really wasn't as tough as just all of a sudden, you know, you go in the hospital and then you go home and nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it, we did get to bond with the baby. We we got to hold her and, and change her and get pictures of, you know, of her and, and that sort of thing. So it really um, it really was, I as much as I hate to say it, I was really happy that, you know, that we did get to spend those four days with her. Had it not been the cesarean, uh, she probably would have gone home the next day and that would have pretty much been it. But mm-hmm. we did get to spend the four days with her and that was just, Great, and and of course with the uh, with the adoptive parents as well, we talked and you know uh, exchanged stories and 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 got to know them a little bit better too, and so that was that. They probably learned a lot from you too. About and they did family. too. They ner- they did. They, and medical yeah. and absolutely. Uh, we uh, we just didn't realize we had so many things in common until all of a sudden you know you're talking and and we just had so many things in common, and it was just we just. Everything that happened, we just kept thinking we knew we made the right decision, uh-huh. and it was it just made it so much easier. Just verified everything uh, you. It, knew it right. absolutely did. It verified everything that you know that we had been through the last six or eight months, and and uh, so it just made it made it um, made it. We knew it was the right thing to do. So. It wasn't, it, I mean, it was difficult, but it wasn't impossible. We, we, you know, you, you, um, it would, it would have been just like if my daughter would have moved away, you know, moved back to New York or whatever, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have gotten to see them. So it's, it's pretty much the same thing.
0: Did you realize the impact adoption would have on you or your, or your daughter, or your, even your extended family, your husband? And,
2: I kind uh, of, I kind of knew what, what it would involve my immediate family, but my extended family, um, I didn't I didn't expect what you know a lot of them did not um support that. Mm-hmm. Uh and we you know we had to deal with that as well. But um they just
0: maybe not didn't know about adoption. I they think don't about education un- that you think absolutely. 40 years ago, yeah.
2: Right, absolutely. And and it was just they just didn't want to discuss it. They didn't you know and it it was it was very difficult um to, to be in a family situation you know at at, uh, at holidays and that sort of thing and not not discuss it of course mm-hmm. but um, that happened but we but did you, get through it
0: you got through it and you you still get together with the family members uh, yeah
2: we were just at a we were just camping this weekend so uh-huh. yeah yeah we we got through it and um, we just basically you know know that we did the right thing and what we did was for the baby and that's that's the way it is because I know so many people think uh, you know you just have to make the sacrifice and and in my humble opinion giving up for adoption was way harder than keeping the baby and and not you know and and doing what everybody thinks is the right thing Mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't the right thing we just know that in our hearts and we know that that what we did was absolutely the, the thing to do and it was it was it just everything fell together so perfectly that it couldn't have couldn't have gone any other way.
3: Yeah.
2: It just uh you know, finding the family, having all the help that we got, um it was just all the support from, from so many uh agencies and friends and groups and, and our church. Our church was just wonderful. So it um that really helped a lot too and yeah, that. yeah. It wasn't it wasn't uh it wasn't as traumatic as, as we oh. thought it was going to be. How
0: did you, now, what do you see your future uh, relationship with your birth grandchild developing? How do you see that? I mean, you've seen her maybe three times a year now, and, right. and that may increase or decrease. How do you see that? I mean, I'm sure you send her gifts at Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: And,
0: um, how do you see that relationship? I, I'm sure the family will probably share this is her birth grandmother.
2: Right. Um I and I I see it it could, because the uh the adoptive family has been so phenomenally open and and generous and and just wonderful. Um I just see it as as you know as, as much contact as we you know can can deal with or or have. Um I I just what I was thinking when when I was thinking about doing this interview was this is going to be the greatest thing for the baby to listen to years mm-hmm. down the road, mm-hmm. knowing you know, knowing what a joy she is, what a mm-hmm. what a blessing she was, um, it, and and nothing nothing bad came out of this. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. Everything good happened because of the decisions we made, of the people we were in contact with, the uh, you know the the things that we had to do. So it was. It was almost a blessing that this happened. um my daughter says it's the best thing that ever happened to her because it 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 really um, helped her to to uh to get out of the situation that she was in and to make good decisions and, and to grow up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best things that, you know, at, at first when she told me that she was glad it happened, it was like, oh, gosh, I, I could barely, you know, get through that. But the longer where, you know, things are, are progressing, I can understand that, you it it was a good thing I mean it was a win win situation
3: mm-hmm.
2: um we made good friends uh, they got the the love of their life and 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 everything good happened. My daughter uh came out of her you know situation and she's got a great new boyfriend that just loves her to death um she's she's working she's um she's just Every time I hear her laugh, it just makes me cry because she didn't laugh for such a long time. But now she's, you know, she's very happy now. So to me, that's all that matters.
0: And that's wonderful that she's gone on after. Or, yeah, because people always wonder about life after adoption placement. Yeah. and some women have more struggles than others. And that's true. What, what do you think really helped her get get? Get get going because after she would made her choice, and it is difficult, no mm-hmm. doubt. But that was, was it her goals? Was it her faith? Was it the family support? Um, or um, of all that.
2: I think it was a combination. Um, she had she had just unbelievable family support. We were there, you know, one hundred and ten percent. She had another boyfriend. She got she had another boyfriend, and he was you know he backed her completely um the one the boyfriend that she's with now so he you know they're still together and they're just as happy as they can be and he told her that whatever decision she made you know he was totally going to to support that um, her friends, she had, she had a small group of friends, um, but they totally supported her and, and backed her completely. So I really think that it was just a combination of, you know, of our, our extended group of, of uh, help that we had.
0: It's hard because there's some women that have no support. Their family is not there for them. That's
2: very true. That and, very and she true. was very
0: blessed. And, and right. many times, I've seen women, though, that really they've grown up and they've said, I have to do this anyway, even though I don't have the support. Um, Correct. You know, I've got friends. And that's even
2: harder. <laughs> it is
0: harder because they're on their own. They can't, Of course. They can't even have them at the hospital because they don't right. want to have the pressure, that's especially right. when you're giving birth and afterwards the hormones are flaring. Oh, you bet. And, and yeah. you, you do want to have your mom or someone around you, but, only if they're going to be positive and and supporting what your decision is, whatever that may be. And I think it's really difficult for some women that don't have that support um, mm-hmm. that don't have the family, but I think it is still very possible. I've seen it for 18 years, and I think that uh, women still kind of go through with a really good adoption plan uh, with having support, maybe new friends and new, like you said, counselors. And, um, you know, I know that that's what we do in our center is that we have a, people that can be there for them. Right. And uh, the adoptive parents, that makes a big difference when your adoptive parents are really um, open and they're comfortable. Definitely. And especially right. because they've gone through a plan already, an adoption plan, mm-hmm. they kind of knew what to expect and can kind of guide you a little bit on on what to do, too. How is the hospital staff?
2: Oh, they were phenomenal. They were just—they were so great. As a matter of fact, after after my daughter had her had her baby, she wanted to you know make them chocolate chip cookies and take them because oh. they were just so supportive and they were just you know there was people running in back and forth all the time. I mean, we were in and out all the time, and they were always just so generous and and we would use their microwave to to heat. Uh, my daughter had a uh, had a backache, and so I would heat a, a, a heating pad for her, and you know they they would. Mm-hmm. Tell me, go in and you know, use whatever you want, and and she, it, it, they were wonderful. They were just wonderful. She had a a, a birth coach mm-hmm. uh, that that ended up getting to be in the emergency room with her as well um, to help her get through the the breathing process and that sort of thing.
0: Now, her birth coach, did you hire one before then or after?
2: No, uh, she had she had she went to a yoga. It was a a, a birth yo- a birthing yoga class. Huh. And um, the the teacher just kind of adopted my daughter. She just you know really got attached to her. And knowing what she was going to be going through and everything, because uh, we certainly didn't make it you know make it a secret or anything. Everybody everybody knew, knew that you know what was what was going on. And um, so she was she just happened to be coming through the hospital the day that my daughter was in in labor. That's and so see. she ended up staying with her and and getting her through. And then my daughter's boyfriend was there as well uh, uh he, was, he was trying to be the birth coach, that you know, as he could. so yeah. um, And then and we were all there rubbing her back and rubbing her feet and, and just, you know, doing whatever she needed to, to get her to through make her it. comfortable, exactly. Absolutely. Charlene,
0: we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'm okay. going to go ahead and ask you one last question to help other people um, in the same situation. So we'll be right back after this moment. Then we'll be on to our adoption mailbag.
6: around on a fine, fine day. I like the way make me feel inside I like.
4: Lifetime adoption facilitates domestic adoptions of infants and older children nationwide. They have customized plans to fit any need and handle open as well as semi-open adoptions. Lifetime Adoption has a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week birth mother contact line. All of their services are private and confidential, and financing is available. Visit their website at www.lifetimeadoption.com and see their over 80 online adoption family profiles. You can also visit the Birth Parents Seeking Families page. That's www.lifetimeadoption.com.
0: This is Dr. Pat Basile, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: Every Thursday at 2 p.m., join Dr. Tom Rook for the Triangle of Health, an exhilarating new program that will present exciting topics, inspirational guests, and factual information based on the latest hard science. So tune in and get your weekly checkup with Dr. Tom and the Triangle of Health every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
4: Financial planning is more than money. It's exploring ways to use your money to make a life instead of your life to make money. It's helping you live life by choice instead of by chance. Tune in to Voice America every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time for Planning for Life with Stephen Shagrin, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. On the show, we will discuss your lifestyle and the transitions that you face. Stephen will also talk about personal issues and their related financial implications. Find the balance between family and work and money and meaning. Listen to Planning for Life with Stephen Shagrin every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time right here on voiceamerica.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you're listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard, every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Invoke thought, feeling, and inspiration into your life right here on voiceamerica.com.
3: My name is Andrew Sloss, and I am America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
6: In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer.
1: This is voiceamerica.com, America's voice. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. If you would like to participate in today's program, you can email Marty at info at letstalkadoption.com. Now, once again, here's Marty.
0: Welcome back to the show. Charlene, this has been a wonderful interview, and you've shared so much with us. Can you share any last bits of advice um, for other birth grandmothers or um, birth mothers um, listening to the program,
2: well, I my my w- just coming from my own personal um, point of view. I just uh, the only thing that I can possibly think of is to tell them that you know you need to think of the baby first, um, and then you know whatever happens usually will happen because of, of a good decision um, you know when you make a bad decision if you if you keep making bad decisions things just never get any better but uh, but I just I just think that, that the support out there uh, with the with your church with your um, whatever group of, of friends you happen to have you um, that have you know that that can make good decisions. Uh, I just think that you need to to talk to other people. You're not the only one going through it. Um, you think you are. I mean, we thought we were, but uh, but there are so many helpful agencies out there that are just just there specifically for this situation, and um, they don't tell you what to do. They they help you make good decisions, and that was number one. They don't you know they're not there to tell you what to do. And, um, and I just, I, we were just so blessed to have that, um, that group of people with, behind us and, and helping us get through this uh, situation because it was tough. We had legal problems. We had, um, you know, physical problems. We had a lot of different things going on. So uh, we got through it and just take it a day at a time.
0: Well, I thank you so very much for all your help and um, and, and your input. And I thank Lori at uh, Mr. Handy's office also for um, referring you over to us for the interview.
2: You're very welcome. It was my pleasure. All right.
0: We'll speak to you soon, Charlene. Thanks thank again. you.
2: Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. And now,
0: bye-bye now. We are going to go on to our adoption mail bag and each, each week we will be answering your questions from our listeners. And Kim is with us today with our email questions. Welcome to the show, Kim. What do you have for us?
5: Thanks, Marty. Um, our first question is from Katherine in Utah. And she asks, how do I find out if my state allows facilitators or not? Uh, facilitators
0: are allowed in oh, um, Utah. Um, however, there are many states where facilitators are not allowed. So the best thing you can do is to contact um, adoption professionals in your state. Um, Now, there are many attorneys that will say uh, you can't use facilitators, which is not true in all states. So you need to really check with more than just one attorney um, or one agency or one facilitator. Um, There are um, state laws that you can find on the Internet, and if you'd like, you can email us. We'll send you links over to where those are um, to find out which state, uh, depends on your state, um, if facilitators are allowed, facilitators are not allowed in, um, uh, for example, Tennessee, and a few other states, um, um, Maryland, Um, so it's real important you know that ahead of time. But um, they are allowed in many of them and there are referrals that people can give you, but always check out any professional you work with to make sure they have a good track record. Check with the Better Business Bureau and also with the Attorney General's office in their state to make sure they're in good standing. I hope that helps you, Catherine.
5: Okay, great. Um, Paulette from Ohio asks, my son was adopted as an infant in Phoenix, Arizona. How can I go about finding him? Um, there
0: are free registries. These are websites where you can place, um, you can put on, a post your son's um, name, uh, the birth date, and the city of birth, and also your email. And I would encourage you to only use disposable emails like Hotmail or Yahoo, um, and not put too much information on there that is going to be identifiable. But the information you have, and if someone has that information, they can come back and uh, do that. One free registry on the internet is WorldwideTracers.com. Um, there are more available. Pull up a search engine like Yahoo and put free adoptee search registries, uh, free adoptee search registries, and you can put different um, terms in there and they'll come up. Uh, there are also groups you can go on and on uh, boards and you can ask where other people have gone to do the same thing you're doing. Um, I would register on the free Internet sites first. Um, before warrant, however, that be very careful about dealing with those who want uh, you to pay for their services first. Uh, make sure they have a good track record. Also, listen to the Andy Thomas show on our website at letstalkadoption.com as he discussed um, his own adoptee search, and I hope that helps you.
5: Okay, Ray from Florida asks, are there any adoptive programs either domestic or international that allow a single man to adopt? Ray, there are some out there. There are not
0: a whole lot of them, and uh, there are some programs in the United States also that allow a single male to adopt, sometimes a, a waiting child, an older child. They'll have to do a background check on you. They'll have a lot of questions. It is more difficult for a single um, male to adopt uh, than a single female, and uh, so you'd have to ask around. You need a home study. They need to do a background check on you and also your finances, and um, I would suggest that you get some uh, a book on adoption and do some research on uh, single parent adoption. There are quite a few books out there available. But I would check in your own county um, right now because that's going to be the least expensive way and there are waiting children that maybe be more appropriate to have an older child in your home. So that might be where you want to start, Ray. We have time for one more.
5: Okay, great. Cassie from Tennessee asks, I have twin three-year-old girls that I would like my new husband to adopt. Their birth father does not pay child support nor does he visit them. Where do I begin the adoption process? What you're going to need to do, uh,
0: Casey, is to contact an adoption attorney um, or family law attorney in your town and uh, in your region. Check your local phone book or visit the website uh, adoptionattorneys.org. These are attorneys that have excellent reputations. Um, The attorney you choose will walk you through the adoption process, which includes notifying the birth father, legal paperwork, and court appearances. So there shouldn't be any problem with you doing that, but you'll need to start with a family law attorney that handles um, step-parent adoptions in your community. So I hope that helps you. And I think we'll take one more, and then we'll... uh, Kim, if you have one more question. Okay, I do.
5: Anita from Pennsylvania asks, I am a single female interested in adoption, either domestic or international. What resources are available to me?
0: There are all kinds, Anita. what you want to do too... um, My new book out, AdoptingOnline.com, has over 1,200 resources in the back that are at your fingertips. It will save you hours and hours of work. If you go and pick up that book, you can go to AdoptingOnline.com or on the Let's Talk Adoption site on the right-hand side, there is a link to the book. Um, I would encourage you to get that, and I'll tell you why. There are resources that will help you as a single person, but also um, on uh, questions to ask an adoption professional, uh, budget sheets, how to watch for frauds, That's the best place to start would be at that book, and that's why I wrote it, um, adoptingonline.com. I think that's where I'd start to give you those resources you need right away. I want to thank you so much, Kim, for your questions. I know we have quite a few more, but we're going to have them next week, and we'll get back to those. That is it for this week's Mailbag. And remember, our show is broadcast every Tuesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Pacific, again at 12 noon and 12 uh, midnight Eastern. Our program and guest information is listed on our site at letstalkadoption.com. Sign up for our free newsletter and uh, Let's Talk Adoption's adoption um, reminders so we'll remind you right before the show who our guest is going to be. I'd like to thank you for joining us during this lost hour and hope you have found the show to be informative and helpful. If you have any updates on new shows you'd like to hear about, please email them to us at info at letstalkadoption.com. Until next week, this is Marty Caldwell with Let's Talk Adoption. God bless you, have a great week, and I'll see you next week.
1: You've been listening to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. Tune in again next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on VoiceAmerica.com.